Are you struggling to find a clean, keto-friendly coffee creamer that doesn't have a bunch of chemicals or other nasty stuff in it? Then let me tell you about Natural Force Keto Coffee Creamer. It's made with real, all-natural ingredients like organic MCT oil, sourced from 100% organic, non-GMO, and sustainably harvested coconuts. Guys, I've seen a lot of creamers that claim to be keto-friendly, but this one really takes the keto cake. There is no sugar or sweetener in it whatsoever. It's completely dairy-free. It tastes delicious and indulgent, and it mixes instantly into both hot and iced coffee with just a spoon. Keto Coffee Creamer also features a special blend of C8 and C10 MCTs. If you're ready to level up your morning coffee routine, now's the time to do it. Head on over to naturalforce.com jimmy for an exclusive offer available only to listeners of this podcast. Natural Force Keto Coffee Creamer. What's the worst part of doing keto? The meal prep. What you really need is a quick, customizable, and easy keto meal replacement for when your other food options aren't ready. Introducing Keto Chow. It's the fully customizable meal replacement that makes keto easy. Keto Chow takes just seconds to prepare. Add the fat of your choice, a scoop of Keto Chow, water, and shake. Just trust the thousands of five-star reviews on Facebook, Amazon, and Google Shopping. Keto Chow comes in 18 delicious flavors. And in a third-party blind taste test, Keto Chow outperformed all of the competitors in appearance, flavor, texture, and overall impression. Head on over to JimmyLovesKetoChow.com to place your order. And be sure to use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout for 10% off your first order. While you're there, be sure to check out the electrolyte supplements, no sweetener, no added flavor, no caffeine, and pure electrolytes. Keto Chow. Ah, uh, living la vida loca. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore the longest running health podcast hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show.com. Woo! You're listening to a special presentation of Jimmy Rants on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Jimmy and Christine are traveling, so we're bringing you some of the best content from Jimmy's daily show, Jimmy Rants. Want to know what the very latest is in nutrition news? Follow Jimmy at JimmyRants.com for all of the archives and links to his social media where you can engage live with the content. Stay tuned now for a special Jimmy Rants on the LLVLC show. Today's Jimmy Rants, we are continuing this fasting journey. You guys still with me? The water fasting challenge, we are now officially in day number three. And I took a screenshot uh, of my where I am. And let me show you that on camera. There is where your humble host is currently in the fast. So 40% done, you guys. And I know a lot of you uh, are uh, just ahead of me or just behind me uh, with that. And yeah, yeah, we're doing it, man. This is awesome, right? Are you enjoying this? Okay, maybe day two you didn't enjoy it, but... <laughs> we, if you're just joining this kind of challenge that we've been doing this week, we have been doing a total water and salt only fast 
for how long? Three days now? We're trying to go seven. So pretty darn hardcore if you've never done anything like this before. And so I'm pretty happy that so many of you joined. There was 2,000 plus of you that said, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll not eat for a period of time. Uh, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, apparently. <laughs> but some of the tools we've been using, I've been sharing about my book, The Complete Guide to Fasting. So if you've not gotten a copy of this, this is definitely going to be your fasting Bible. Um, and I think you will really enjoy what we put in there. My co-author, Dr. Jason Fung, is the preeminent fasting uh, professional in the entire world. Uh, and he let this schlub Jimmy Moore tag along for the ride on this book. And I hopefully added some good contributions as well. So that's one resource. Another resource is this Redmond's Real Salt. So if you're not using salt while you are extended fasting, uh, I don't know what your problem is because you need to be using salt. Um, I also have been using these things. This is the first time during a fast I've been using these and they've really helped the fasting drops from Keto Chow. All of these things, guys, you can get on Amazon. So the Complete Guide to Fasting, the Redmond's Real Salt, the Fasting Drops, all are available on Amazon. You can get it uh, Amazon Prime to you and have it in a couple of days. But we've been talking about some of the day-to-day-ism of what it looks like to be in an extended fast. And I had warned you guys, day two is the hardest. Day two and even into this day three that we're in now, this is some of the hardest parts of doing an extended fast. And I try to pep talk you as good as I can. Some of you have fallen out, no shame there, really happy you listen to your body. But for those of you still in this and you're still struggling, I just want you to know, get to 72 hours. And I'm currently in hour 60 something and I'm already there, okay? There meaning all of that angst and, and that happened yesterday for me that I showed on camera is gone. I've got the energy, I've got the mental, I know my ketones, I have not tested, but I know my ketones are working well because this brain is on fire. I know my ketones are up, I know my blood sugar is down. Um, I'm not gonna be in a place where I can test until tomorrow afternoon. And so when I get home, maybe I'll take a peek and see where I'm at. But I already know just based physiologically right now how I feel that I'm in that good place that these this last few days of doing the extended fast is going to be extremely easy compared to the first few days. So what I want to talk about here today is the surprising benefits of extended fasting you might not be noticing. And I want to put this on your radar screen because in the midst of the struggle that you had with day two and maybe here into day three, you may not be noticing good things happening. And so I want to put these on your radar screen. When you get beyond all of that kind of achiness, tiredness, uh, perceived hunger, all of those things, once that all subsides, you're going to feel pretty darn fantastic. Do I look like I'm a man who hasn't eaten for almost three days on camera right now? No, you would think I'm very well fed. Wow, he must be really running on ketones from his ketogenic diet. And nope, I haven't eaten anything in three full days. And I feel fantastic. 
it took going through the pain of yesterday, the struggle of yesterday to get to this point, guys. And I, I know it's so hard when you've got that in the momentness of all of that stuff happening. Get through it. Get through it. Lie down, take a nap, whatever you got to do. Salt up, which by the way, everybody get your salt. We've been doing this on camera every day. So get your salt ready. I got this cute little thing. By the way, this was full yesterday. That was during the barbecue last night. I had almost half this bottle. <laughs> So, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Okay. Mm, I need a little more. Oh, that was a lot more. Mm. Salt up, you guys. This is your magic elixir when you are on an extended fast. And I really hope you guys take advantage of that. All right, everybody get your water ready too. Again, I've got some electrolyte uh, fasting drops in there from Keto Chow. Get your water ready and dilly dilly. That tastes so good after you have that salt in your mouth. All right. If you're just joining us, we are talking about some of the surprising benefits of extended fasting that you might not be noticing yet. And one that I want you to pay particular attention to here in day three of a seven day fast is just how much food doesn't really matter right now. Can I tell you how big that is? A lot of us that have become obese and insulin resistant and have chronic diseases pop up, all we thought about before was food, right? I was with some friends last night and uh, some people didn't know, know who I was. So uh, I started telling my story and then my friend said, hey, tell them how many Cokes you used to have. And I said, yeah, I used to drink 16 cans of Coca-Cola a day. I used to have uh, two whole boxes of Little Debbie snack cakes at a time when I'd eat them. Fast food, junk food. I was a uh, eataholic. And if it was food-like, I was eating it. And that was the way I was for there for a very long time until I found the Atkins diet in 2004. But all of that's changed. And this whole notion, even with keto, I, I want to underscore this strongly, guys. Even with keto, it's possible that you are eating when you don't really need to be eating. And the way you see that is when you go on a complete fast for seven days. So a surprising benefit is you realize how much of your eating really is habitual. You realize that you're eating by the clock, time of day, something we're all trying to break. That whole notion that, well, it's 7 a.m., so it's breakfast time, it's 1 p.m., it's lunch time, it's 6 p.m., it's supper time. And I know a lot of you guys don't eat three meals, but I just was doing that as an example. Even if you OMAD, maybe you get used to going and having your one meal at one o'clock and you get a nice little intermittent fast between that until the next OMAD. Um, maybe that also is something that needs to be switched up. This is some of the surprising benefits that you start to notice when you are on an extended fast. And I hope you're seeing that. I hope you're realizing, wow, all of that thought and obsession that I have, even with healthy foods, healthy keto foods, might not be what you thought it should have been. 
And that's okay. I think you wrap your head around that. It makes you rethink your routine. So that's a good thing, right? Another surprising benefit is you learn the value of hydration and you learn the value of electrolyte balance. Because I think sometimes the signals that we're getting, even when we're keto, some of those things that we think are hunger, it's actually thirst. Some of those desires and grumbles that we have in our in our stomach in the midst of eating keto that you think means, oh, I need to eat food. Maybe all you need is some salt. So hopefully listening to your body when you're not eating any food at all and you're basically being forced to have to properly hydrate, dilly dilly, and properly salt and properly get the balance of minerals that make your body run well. A lot of that's just your body trying to tell you that it needs hydration and it needs minerals, okay? So maybe that compulsion that some of us have to eat isn't really to eat at all. And that's a huge, huge benefit, guys. When you are in the midst of doing an extended fast, you've basically been stripped naked of all of the noise that is in the day-to-day -day of your eating, and when you strip that all away and all that's left is what the really necessary things are, then you have water, you have electrolytes, and you feel good. Does that not tell you something? Does that not maybe open your eyes to, uh-oh, maybe I'm eating when I really don't need to be eating per se. Now, when you're eating, please eat. Don't skimp. Don't hear me say that I'm saying eat low calorie or under eat calories. Never, ever, 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 ever will you hear me say that. But when you are fasting, it really tunes you in to this whole point of maybe we're eating when we don't need to be eating. Maybe some of those cravings that we think we have, even for keto foods, maybe it's not a craving for the food. Maybe it's for the salt. Maybe you need to be drinking some water and that craving would go away. It's really fascinating when you stop and think about it in those terms. So what else? Other surprising benefits of extended fasting you might not be noticing. Have you noticed Jimmy Moore's skin? Have you noticed your own skin? I want you to look in the mirror. I want you to take a really close look at all of what's going on in your face and all over your body. You should be seeing things clear up. You should be noticing pretty transformational changes. And let me tell you why, and I'm 47 years old, I still get breakouts on my nose. Since yesterday, I have not had any breakouts along the nose. And what that is a sign of is insulin going down because one of the things that causes these breakouts is a higher level of insulin. And I've talked very openly about how I, I still have issues with insulin. I do think it's stress related, uh, which we'll find out during my sabbatical. Um, but lowering the insulin while fasting has produced this nice little side effect of reducing the blemishes and clearing some of that up. Are you noticing that in your own skin? It's pretty remarkable. Um, and so fasting is well known to be an anti-ager. Um, and I hope you use it for that purpose, uh, especially for you ladies that you like to look good and you want to clear up your skin. One of the best things you can do is fast 
when uh, and when you're fasting, fast. Then when you're eating, getting lots of real whole food based types of fats, especially saturated fats, will make the skin uh, clearer as well. So you can keep these benefits going once you go back to eating again, uh, as long as you eat the right foods. So if you're just joining us, we are talking about some of the surprising benefits that are coming from extended fasting that you might not be noticing. We are officially in day number three of this seven-day water fasting challenge that I issued last Sunday. And yeah, uh, it started for most of us right after our last meal on the 4th of July. And so we're going through uh, day to day. I'm offering encouragement here on Jimmy Rants to all those people going through. A lot of people dropped out and that's all good. I'm really happy that people gave this a go. Going seven days on a fast when you've never done anything like this before is hardcore. So I, I don't want anybody to feel bad that you felt that you dropped out. But I hope you're still watching and I hope you're still following along because I want you to see the good part <laughs> of doing a seven-day fast. We've been through the bad part now, guys. We've been through the very worst of the worst in day two and a little bit into day three today. It's all downhill from here, as I said in my previous Jimmy rants. And I want you to enjoy the ride. But along the ride, I want you to notice all of these surprising benefits of extended fasting that you might not be paying attention to because of all the grumbling in your stomach and the feeling of tired and all the negative things that you perceive. I want to put a positive spin on this and let you see the good stuff that's happening. All right, so what else? So you might have noticed... Like I said earlier, your brain is probably clearer than it's been in a very long time. Now, don't get me wrong. Keto is a powerful brain enhancer. I will eat keto for the rest of my life <clears throat> if for no other reason but the brain health benefits. Stabilized mood, uh, enhanced brain function. Uh, I have clarity of mind unlike any other time in my life. And in the midst of a fast, that clarity becomes that much more enhanced. So I think all of these people that like to biohack uh, and they do these, these various things to manipulate their body to give it some benefit, one of the best biohacks doesn't cost you a darn thing. It's so super, uh, super duper easy to do is to just fast for a period of time. This period of time we're doing is seven days. And seven days will give you a lot of benefits. And you get past those first couple of days like we've been doing, and we're into the third day. By tomorrow's update, day number four, if you're not radically better in your brain and in your mood and in all of the things of how you feel, there is something wrong. And you probably need to end the fast. Okay? So hear me loud and hear me proud on that one. And I've talked about making sure that you're um, meditating and deep breathing to get you through because that stress will be the big monkey wrench in you being successful on a fast. And I don't want to see you struggle. I don't want to see you suffer. Some of you have fallen out because you couldn't take it anymore. And that's, I, I respect that. But by day four, none of that should be there anymore. I woke up this morning, you guys, I had no hunger in the belly which freaks people out there. Wait, wait a minute, you haven't eaten in almost three days. How are you not hungry? I'm not hungry. All of your hunger is under control. And of course, people, how is that possible? Here's how it's possible. You're eating right now. 
if you're in day number three, four, whatever of a fast, you are eating right now. You don't have to eat physical food in your mouth for your body to be being nourished by the food that's on your body. People think, okay, I've got weight on the body um, and I want to tap into that. Well, fasting taps into it very hard. And the reason that fat gets accumulated there, it's not to be grotesque. It's accumulated on your body as a means of being a storage mechanism for consuming food when you're not consuming food. So you've got to look at it that way. And the more that you stay on fasting, now obviously not indefinitely, but you might feel that way, that it's going to be indefinitely. But the more you stay fasted, the more you're going to get that benefit. And here's the fun part too. When you finally break the fast, whenever that is, day number seven, uh, at the end of day seven is when most people on this fast will break it. When you break it and you go back to eating keto, all of that enhancement that you're doing to your metabolism now, helping it heal and, and giving your pancreas a break and all the anti-inflammatory and the lowering of the insulin, all of the good things that are happening that you might not be noticing right now, you're going to continue those benefits when you start eating keto again. As long as you don't fall back into the bad habits, perhaps even in your ketogenic lifestyle, uh, this is going to make you a better keto dieter having done this seven-day fast. And I hope that's what excites you guys. To me, fasting was a game changer in my keto lifestyle. Not just for the weight loss. Yeah, of course, you're going to be losing weight in the midst of the fast. You notice I'm not putting a lot of emphasis on the syllable of weight loss. Um, because it's obvious if you don't eat food for a period of time, you're going to lose weight. And it's obvious you will gain back uh a good portion of that weight once you start eating and drinking uh, normally again. But the good news is it's the cumul cumulative effects over time. You're not doing this as a singular event to make great changes happen. I need to lose 10 pounds for my high school graduation, uh, high school reunion. Uh, I need to lose 20 pounds for that wedding coming up. That's not what fasting is about. And I never, ever want anybody to think that. Fasting is solely about healing the body from the inside out. And it's through that healing that weight loss can come, but it is a cumulative effect of doing a week of fast here, maybe another one in another six weeks, maybe another one after that, another six to eight weeks. And cumulatively, all of them will add up to great benefits over time. So I hope you're getting that, guys. All right, so I think that's all the major kind of surprising benefits. I definitely want to hear uh, you with whatever benefits that you think that you've seen in the midst of doing this extended fasting. So welcome in, welcome in. Let me scroll all the way back to the top. Thank you guys for being here today on Jimmy Rants. Beth says, 63 hours in. Who am I? Exactly, Beth. Uh, and like I shared earlier, here is where I'm at. I'm at 67 hours into my fast now. So that's pretty, pretty darn awesome, right? Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. 63 hours in. Let's see. I'm with you, says a crunchy family. Excellent. A crunchy family. That just trips me out. Um, Daigu says, can't believe I'm at 60 hours now. Never before have I gone this long. Thank you, Jimmy. Yes. Dai, I am so happy that you and many other people have all experienced this uh, this fast. And I've, I've heard so many reports from people that say, 
dude, this is the longest fast I've ever done. And to me, I just want people to see that they can do it. You know, everybody says keto's so hard. And you might have thought that at first. And then you went keto and then you got into it. And yeah, you had the momentary struggles at the beginning, but then you did it. And you realize, whoa, okay, this is doable. Well, same with fasting. You get into it, you have your fears, you have your trepidations, but then you get into it and you go, whoa, what just happened? How am I almost three days into a fast and I feel good? And if you don't feel good, you're going to feel good. Okay. So it's pretty amazing. And I'm really happy people like you die and others, um, are getting to experience this because I think more people in the keto world could stand to benefit and step up their keto game if they would simply apply some of these periods of uh, extended fasting. If you're a fan of fat, then you need to try the F-bombs. Go to JimmyLovesFbomb.com, enter the coupon code JimmyLovesFbomb, and you'll get 20% off of your first order. So what are these F-bombs? They are nut butters, and they have incredible combinations of coconut and macadamia nut, macadamia nut butter, and my favorite is salted chocolate macadamia nut butter. They also have several oil blends, including the the house blend, the MCT oil, as well as coconut oil. If you want your fat on the go, then you need to check out JimmyLovesFbomb.com. And once again, use the coupon code JimmyLovesFbomb. You'll get 20% off your first order. JimmyLovesFbomb.com. Beth says, I got to admit, I'm not enjoying it as much as I had hoped. I'm having constant thoughts of either cheating with garbage or eating all the steak and salmon. And that's not uncommon, Beth. When you've never done anything like this before, um, food can be an obsession. And this might be relevatory to you, um, Beth, that may be breaking some of that obsession with even keto foods is going to be a good thing maybe going through this experience will allow you to say, hey, maybe I do think too much, even about keto food. Guys, food obsession is food obsession, whether it's healthy or not. And I wonder, going through a fast like this, you're training or retraining your brain to not obsess about it. Guys, can I be honest? And just saying steak, my stomach just growls. So thank you, Beth. <laughs> Didn't growl, it just gurgled. Um can I just tell you that I think one of these benefits of doing these fasts could be that it makes you rethink how you do your keto. And that is nothing but a good thing. Because if we don't refine and make our keto better and better and better, then we're going to get stuck. And when you get stuck, you get complacent. When you get complacent, you start to get discouraged when things aren't moving the way you want it to move in your weight and your health. And then you go, well, what's wrong? I thought keto was the answer. Fasting might help you reset all that. So I'm proud of you for going as long as you have. I'm hoping those thoughts calm down. To be honest, I haven't thought of food one single time um, during, well, I, I, okay, I take it back. One time when we were at the barbecue yesterday, <laughs> when all I could smell in the air was barbecue, I had to go hide in the corner somewhere to get away from it. But other than that, I haven't really thought about food that much. And it could be that because I've had such a strong mindset of I'm doing this with a purpose in mind, I'm getting through it and I'm making my body 
um, go through this knowing that it's doing nothing but good things for me. Gail says, sending big hugs. Thank you for that. Uh, Beth says, I did sleep very well last night. So there is that. Yes, yeah, so did I. Uh, I had trouble sleeping the night before. I took a little bit of a nap yesterday and I was worried with the nap that I wouldn't be able to sleep last night. But we got home from the barbecue right around eight o'clock and I just crashed. And I laid down and it took me a little bit of time to go to sleep. But once I got to sleep, I was peeing a lot because of all the water, dilly dilly. All the water I was drinking at that barbecue trying to quell the the whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I had to pee quite a bit early. But then once I got rest, I got really, really good rest. A crunchy family says every single fast is just practice for the next one. Yeah. And while it can be difficult, each fast has their own unique difficulties. The more you do it, at least the knowledge of knowing what's coming. Like I knew what was coming yesterday when I had that tiredness hit. I knew it was going to hit me and hit me hard. And it did. But I got through it. And I'm in day three, about to turn to day four here in a few hours. And I am doing absolutely fantastic, you guys. And you will too. Shirley says, almost at 72 hours, less than two hours away. I'm the most energetic person in my group at the convention. And everyone keeps stuffing their faces, getting that carb crash. So sad. Shirley, um, yeah. It was pretty funny. This uh, person that didn't know who I was last night at my friend's house, I opened the Zero Fasting app and I said, look, this is how many hours I've been fasting because fasting came up in the conversation. <coughs> and she went, what? <laughs> you haven't eaten for over two, what? So it was kind of, uh, it was kind of fun. You can blow people's minds. Sue says, I slept so well, woke up a little sluggish, but water and magnesium got me back in. I'm so excited to hit 72. Guys, 72 hours is a benchmark. You get to 72 hours into an extended fast, and there's that big old A word called autophagy that starts to begin in earnest, and you're getting that benefit. You get a little bit of autophagy when you're doing extended fasting, a little bit if you're doing exercise, but if you wanna really kickstart it into full high gear, it's day three. If by the end of three days of fasting, you have started this beautiful process of cleaning up and turning over your cells. That's one reason your skin starts to clear up. Some of those old cells that might have been causing some of the breakouts, you're renewing them, you're refreshing them, you're turning them over, you're getting the junk out of the body, you're detoxifying. All of these things are nothing but a good thing. And if you push it all the way to seven days, which should be very easy once you're past day three, you're getting that much more of those autophagy benefits. So let that encourage you to get to that 72 hour mark and then run, run, run. Let's get all the way to the end. Don't trim my steak says I'm over the hump. Excellent. Lisa says, feeling a little weak this morning, almost like a low blood sugar feeling, very hard last night. Weird feelings, almost like anxiety. Might be from the lack of sleep, who knows? Glucose was 63 uh, and ketones was 3.2. Well, 63 glucose isn't low within the context of a 3.2 uh, blood ketone. So you're doing great. Just keep it up, salt up, water up, electrolyte up. Lisa says, you look great. Well, thank you. Um, 
Nancy says, good morning, still in. I hit a wall around 55 hours in, climbed over it. My focus is autophagy and that works as a good motivator. If nothing else, the autophagy benefits that come at the 72 hour plus mark is what you're trying to go for. And if you couldn't make it there this time, try, try again. You want to get to that point because that is kind of the coup d'etat of all of this extended fasting. Anita said, starting around 50 hours into the fast, I had lots of energy. See, it happens quickly. For me, it happened this morning, which was around 60, early 60s in my fast, but each person will see it kick in at different times. Definitely by day four tomorrow, just about everybody should be having that second wind of this fasting. Uh, Mr. Schott says, or Miss, Mrs. Haught, sorry, uh, salt doesn't send you to the bathroom on a fast. Well, you need salt. So whether it sends you to the bathroom or not, you need some salt. Now, if you oversalt and you have diarrhea, then yes, but that's something you're going to have to play around with. Melissa Clayton Lewis says, is it okay for an underweight person to fast for seven days? So I don't know what underweight means. What's your body fat percentage? If you have anything over 4% body fat, which most people do, um, then you can fast. You have enough body fat on you. So if you have a condition that makes you underweight, if you have something else that's making that underweightness happen, then perhaps you should not. But yeah, one of the things uh, that you that's a measuring stick is your body fat percentage. Uh, if you're in double digits, then you easily could do at least three to five days. Um, and I would also assess why you want to do the fasting. Is it for the autophagy? Then make three days your goal and then quit uh, if you're underweight. For those of us that have more weight on the body and or want to... Um, enhance some of the brain health benefits and some of that kind of stuff, maybe a little longer could be good. Uh, Stephalopagus says overeating keto foods and not time restricting is what caused a 20 pound gain over the spring and into summer. I welcome this fast to reset leptin and ghrelin. And it does, Steph, thank you for that. Um, all of those hormones that regulate your appetite and regulate your body uh, fat and all of that, um, yeah, you want to reset those and definitely an extended fast helps with that. So really happy to hear you doing that. And I notice even some people that did the Redmond's three-day challenge recently uh, where they fasted for three days, water and salt. Um, even some of those guys I've noticed since they ended that fast, they were able to uh, start intermittent fasting and it became very natural because they had already done this extended fast. Uh, Gundolin says 62 hours in here, Jimmy just woke up. I feel I'm dragging. The salt helps. Yesterday was fine. Maybe today it's my rough day. I'm still only 1.3. No, 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 no. Only 1.3. Come on, sweetie. 1.3 is hardcore. 1.3 is going to give you some really good benefits. And what you'll find is when you get through this day, if this is your hard day, everybody's different. So if day three is your hard day, get through it. Go back and watch the videos I did from yesterday where it was hard for a lot of us. Get through today and the nirvana happens. And you'll see that 1.3 become 2.5, 3.1, something like that. Yeah, hang in there. You're doing good. Melissa says, I'm observing, can't wait to hear how to end the fast. It's going to be around day six where I'll talk about breaking the fast. 
I noticed your skin says DKZ. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, it clears up really fast. And like I always, all around the nose area, always break out. It's the weirdest thing. I know what it is. It's the stress uh, and the insulin response from the stress. Because I don't eat any foods that would cause a breakout. Melissa says, isn't eating keto kind of fasting mimicking? Well, that's what they say. And I think, yes, in a sense, that's true because you are shifting your body into more of a keto, uh, a more of a fasted type of uh, metabolism by relying on ketones as your primary fuel source. In fact, the way the ketogenic diet was formed, 1921 was when that uh, word was coined and researchers were trying to find a way for type one diabetics uh, because they didn't have any insulin at the time, how to help them manage their disease without them dying. Um, and so what they would do is just starve them. They wouldn't feed them any food at all for a period of time. And so researchers started looking into how can we feed these children? Because they got to eat. How can we feed them in such a way that would mirror the effects that come from fasting? And that's when they realized a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat diet, which formed these new bodies in the body called ketones uh, would fuel them and fuel them well in a fed state so that they could survive without having to fast for days and weeks on end. So that's how keto works. Here's the thing though, keto in and of itself should work for most people, but I do think there's mitigating circumstances that can make it that much harder for some of us. Those of you with insulin resistance, you know this abundantly more than anyone. You can keto with the best of them, but you could still have blood sugar in the 100s, 110, 120. Um, and, and so you have to do those things that step up your game a little more. I don't think people acknowledge nearly enough the challenges that people with insulin resistance go through. Because there's well-meaning but idiot people out there that'll say, well, just eat keto and all your woes will go away. Yeah, bite me. Bite me because that's simply not true. The reality is some of us need to do things like fasting and extended fasting. I'd, I've done one meal a day for a very long time. Maybe sometimes two meals, but most of the time I'm an OMAD guy. So I eat one meal a day, and when I eat the one meal, I not only eat keto now, I now do keto carnivore, so it's just meat. And I've stripped it down, basically no carbs, pretty moderate in protein, and very high in fat. And then I do that intermittent fasting. Most people that would eat that way in the day-to-day -day would be extremely thin, extremely healthy, all across the board. So what's happened to Jimmy Moore? I'm extremely healthy, got great health markers, except for the insulin, which I'm working on. But the big bugaboo is my stomach and my weight on my body. So it's a little bit arrogant for people to think that just eat keto, it's just like fasting. No, no, it's not. It's not exactly. Fasting can help you make your keto better. And that is one reason that I like to do so many fasts. Carnivore Keto Coat says my eyesight is sharper. Ooh, the, yeah. And part of that too is a lowering of the blood sugar and getting insulin to come down because some of that kind of vision stuff does start to rear its ugly head because insulin is higher and blood sugar is higher. So that's an interesting observation uh, that you saw, Keto Carnivore Coach. Um, 
Also, swam yesterday, held my breath for much longer than usual, a personal best. Thanks for everything, Jimmy. That is really cool that you had a better lung capacity. I just think everything in the body gets enhanced during fasting. That we don't realize some little subtle things that maybe are less than optimal because we've been used to them. But when you're fasting, it makes it front and center. And so the eyesight thing, the being able to hold your breath thing, all of these are kind of subjective and yet real signs that interesting things are happening good for your body. That's really, really cool. A crunchy family says that she's lost, he or she has lost almost five pounds. That's awesome. Not surprising this early in a fast. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about weight later. Caption KC, I know that even with keto, my eating is way more habit than instinct. I snack too often sitting in front of the TV or by the computer. And those are old habits from our crappy garbage days. I mean, I used to sit in front of the television at night. I'd get two big boxes of Little Debbie snack cakes and one after one after one after one, they would go in my mouth and I wasn't even paying attention. And I mean, I just shudder thinking about the kind of habits I used to have in my crappy garbage days. But we can fall into those same exact habits in our keto days. Don't let that happen, guys. Chris says, knock on wood. I haven't had one uh, hydrodenitis flare since doing IF OMAD, mostly carnivore. That's awesome. Keep that up. A crunchy family only got six hours of sleep last night. I usually get seven to eight, but I woke up naturally before my alarm and feel great. I have noticed uh, since I've gone keto carnivore earlier this year that I wake up pretty clockwork as well. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. At KetoCon recently, <clears throat> there were a few late nights. And the very first night, I didn't really get to sleep till about midnight. I was still up at the same freaking time. I'm always up. My body almost knows okay, this is when you get up. And and then it adjusts to the, the time that you go to bed, which is why I try to go to bed a little bit earlier than probably most people, somewhere around 8, 8.30. Typically, if I push it 9, 9.30, um, I still get up at the exact same time. So it is a fascinating observation. Yesterday was rough, but still going strong. 63 hours in, says Caption KC. Excellent. Um, Deborah says, that's a great way of putting it. You're eating the stored nourishment in your body. That's what happens. I, I think people, they psych themselves out. Well, how am I being fed? Why are my muscles not being eaten up? You don't have muscle to be eaten up when you've got body fat to be eaten up. The reason the body fat is on your body is to be eaten up when you're in time of fasting. So why don't we kickstart that? Now, keto mimics that, as someone noticed earlier and, and mentioned earlier, but fasting really kickstarts that and makes that happen in earnest. Uh, Elon says, this is what excites me the most when I go back to my keto. Yeah, you guys are going to notice some really fascinating things when you go back to eating keto again uh, that will happen as a direct result of having done this seven days of fasting. Carnivore Heels says, last night was incredibly rough. I feel better this morning, just a little wobbly on my legs. Not uncommon. Um, when I went to sleep last night, I was exhausted. I was really tired yesterday. I think it, it, it's very emotional uh, going through kind of day two into day three of a fast. It can be really trying on the body. 
And so give yourself grace. Give yourself kindness. Go through this process um, because the other end of it is so worth it. It's so worth going through this little bit of temporariness to get to the permanency that this extended fasting is producing in you. Uh, babies, bacons, and barbells, thank you so much for your videos. Been surrounded by carby family and foods is frustrating, but then you help recenter and motivate me. Thank you for that. It's one reason I've tried to come on here twice a day uh, to offer encouragement. So I would do more often if I could. Uh, right now, it's all I can do to get in the two a day. <laughs> Um, but I'm happy to be here for you guys that don't have that support around you. Hopefully these Jimmy Rants videos, whether you're watching them live on Instagram or on replay on YouTube, so many of you have said this has been your lifeline. So I'm, I'm really happy that I've been able to be that for so many of you guys. Keto Fit Mom says, fasting got me out of a hashi flare. Uh, love fasting. I'm now in day three. Hashimoto's can be, you know what? Um, so I'm glad it's helping you. Tanja says, it's day one for me. Well, welcome. Tomorrow's your rough day. So be prepared. Go back and watch my videos. Gundolin says, I do have absolutely no hunger. Feeling better now than when I woke up. I've never gone 63 hours before, and I'm so excited to get to tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is the, the pay dirt of all going through this. That's where you want to get to. So I, I am excited for you. All right, Keto Fit Mom has an interesting comment that I want to address here. Fasting can trigger a binge when you when you end it. Be careful, everyone. Can I be honest and say that's simply not true? Give, let me give the caveat up front, though. If you at any point have anything that would raise your insulin levels, be it stress, be it anxiety, be it anything that would make you, uh, or in my case, day seven of the first ever seven-day fast that I did, I had communion. And I told this story in my book, The Complete Guide to Fasting. Please go read it. But in there, I told the story where I went to church on day seven of a fast. I'm like, I feel so good. I can have communion. So I have the little wafer and I have the little bit of juice, maybe 12, 15 grams total carbs in that little bit but it was all my body needed to go in full-on hypoglycemia and I was not well. And I had to end the fast in that really bad hypoglycemic state, feeling all the symptoms of everything, hunger, fatigue, all of it hit me like a rock and I binged. I think I had six Quest bars. I had whatever was in the house at the time. I ate the crap out of it and it wasn't a pretty picture. But that wasn't fasting that did that. That was doing something stupid on a fast that did that. So the stupid things you can do is eat a little bit of carbs. The stupid things, and it just took a little. The stupid things you could do is not handling stress well. And if you get into that kind of a situation, you've just got to recognize it, try to deal with it in the midst of it. But if you break the fast, be gentle with yourself. So in that situation, you're right, Keto Fit Mom. You do need to be careful. But just fasting, the way a lot of us are doing now with the water and salt and keeping it under control and we get all the way to day seven, when you break that fast, you will not binge. In fact, just the opposite. And I'm gonna talk about this on day six about ending the fast, but you're gonna have a little bit of food about an hour before you break the fast that'll kind of get you know some of the... 
uh, blood flow back to the stomach again because when you're not eating like you are right now, like you aren't right now, um, the blood flow basically has stopped. You're not feeding it any food, so there's no reason for blood to be flowing through the stomach. So you get a few peely nuts, a little small salad, a little something-something on the belly an hour before you break the fast. Then you break the fast, and that meal, whatever you think you're going to be able to eat, you're going to eat maybe a third to a half of it. And that's not binging. You're not going to binge because um, your body just won't be able to handle that. So I'm going to address this more on day six. Thank you for bringing it to the attention now. But I didn't want anybody to see that comment and think, uh-oh, I'm going to binge. No, you won't. No, you won't. Not if not if you stick around and let Jimmy be your coach because I will be happy to work you through that. Bag Lady says it's day two for me and it's a bit tough. Yeah, go back and watch my videos, jimmyrance.com. We got them embedded right there. Go back and watch my videos from yesterday because it was rough for a lot of us in day two yesterday. Um, so go back and watch those for encouragement. We'll help you through it. Uh, hang in there. Mama Orr says I hit the emoji. I didn't want to, LOL. Even though I'm not fasting along with you, all this info is helping my journey. Awesome, I'm gonna take another drink. And I'm hoping there's a bunch of people watching this that aren't fasting with us because I want them to see what it's like for people to go through this in real time. That's one reason I wanted to come on here twice a day. In real time, you're seeing exactly what's going on. Melissa wants to know, is Christine doing this fast with you? No, she's still getting over that cold. She wasn't feeling well. She does want to try to do some extended fasting. She can go about 18 to 24 hours. The longest she's ever gone is 36 hours. So at some point, she does want to try a little bit longer, but she's got uh, a lot of things going on that could make it a little more challenging, which I've talked about before. Uh, Lisa says, I feel like I'm a day behind symptom wise with everyone else. What gives? Well, that's the bio individuality of all this, Lisa. If you made it through day one, two, and you were just fine, good. Day three is going to be your hard day. Fine. There's no problem with that. Don't, don't think, well, what's wrong with me? LOL, because I'm not having this. We're all different. Some people might be symptomatic in day one. I guarantee you, if you're a sugar and carb burner, day one's hard because you're not used to going long periods of time without eating. For a keto person, day one's not hard at all because you're used to intermittent fasting. It's day two that tends to hit. And for some of you, day three. It's just a sign that we are all different and we are on this journey individualized. And I want you to remember it that way. By day four, almost everybody should be at the point where everything that has been chaotic in this calms down. For me, it's happened right now, and I'm just about to start day four, uh, just a few hours away, about three and a half hours away from hitting that 72-hour mark, and I already feel great. I already feel fantastic, and I know that I'm probably going to now make it to day seven because I got through the hell of yesterday, um, and if that's for you, you're a day behind, then hang in there. Your good time's coming. <laughs> Jan says, dear autophagy, I hope you're hungry because I got quite a feast for you. <laughs> you people crack me up. That's awesome. Uh, Monty says, still waiting for the energy and mental effects. Ketones are still under 1.0. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I can hear the pessimism in the words. You didn't say how long you've been on this yet, but 
Don't do that to yourself. Guys, please stay in the game right here. Stay mentally tough because when you get to day four, all of this that you're going through and all this pain and anguish and stress that you're putting yourself under will have been worth it. Let's get to tomorrow in this fast, okay? Some of you are already there. Others of you, I'm still trying to pull you there. Don't psych yourself out. Sharon says, I got up and uh, feel really hot this morning. Well, girl, you so hot. Just kidding. Uh, like I had a fever 62 hours in, uh, hoping I feel better after some salt and dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. It was hard not to having some of the homemade uh, guac that my husband made last night. Yeah. It was super hard with the barbecue last night. I really would have liked to have had some. That was what makes it hard. It's like, hey, that's legal on keto. I can have that and uh, I can't have that. So I get it. I get it. Um, hang in there. I don't know what the super hot feeling is um, other than maybe you're getting some flushing. Maybe there's some toxins being released from this fast that might be causing that. But just pay attention to it and see how you do. Keto Plus Fasting says, I'm at 62 hours. That's awesome. Amy says, only made it to the 42-hour mark, felt so sick and weak and nauseous. And that was right. If you felt all of those things and couldn't take it, then you end the fast. And you you did very well. Um, Keto Plus Fasting, I felt incredible so far. The best extended fast I've ever done. Well, congratulations. And I do think you're going to have those really good uh, extended fasts. And you're going to have some really bad ones. Because of circumstances in your life. I mean, right now, you may have added stress in your family life, your career, things like that that could make this a lot harder. And then there's other times when you're going to be super chill and this is going to be so super duper easy. So be kind to yourself. Don't say, well, I had a great fast the last time. Why am I struggling this time? They're all different. And you need to, you need to treat it that way. Gundolin says, thanks for the encouragement, Jimmy. I'm getting through this. Yes, you are. You're getting it. Um, Atar Goddess says, TMI, just thought I'd let you guys know. I got boogers coming out of my nose. Ew. Haven't had those in a while. <laughs> I'm going to write a best-selling book called Booger Clarity one day. So just kidding. <laughs> Amy says, glad I did it. The husband joined me this time. That's awesome. That's so awesome. R.T. Varnell says, time heals your insulin resistance. It took me four months. Well, four months is a very minor form of insulin resistance. I think some of us that have had decades of obesity and, and junk food eating, it takes a whole lot longer. I do think the stress component is a big one. And it's one reason that I am going away for six months. That will definitely, if I come back and I'm radically different in physical appearance and mental and all of that stuff, you'll know the impact that stress had on me. Because the way I eat, I should be uh, as fit and trim and healthy as anybody out there. Uh, Anita says, I'm thinking about doing a seven-day fast every six weeks to help with my insulin resistance. It's a good strategy. There's certainly no downside to it if you want to do it. 
Ange says, I reached a new low for the year. I don't want to celebrate just yet. So hard yesterday, my family ate pizza and wings, but I made it. Yeah, those temptations are all over the place. So good for you uh, sticking it out. Tanja says, is there any way to speed this up so you can go straight from day one to straight uh, to day four? There might be some mitigating things you can do. I mean, besides the salt and the water and the electrolytes, which all of us are doing, um, I have heard some people using exogenous ketones, and I have heard people using these things called ketone esters. Um, and I know this guy from the company called Ketone uh, Keto Aid, Ketone Aid, I believe is what it's called. Um, and he keeps wanting me to do a fast using the Ketone Aid Ketone Ester. And what these esters do, guys, is you stick it in your body, especially in like day two of a fast when it gets really hard. It shoots up your ketones like really, really high. So if you're at a 1.1, it'll shoot you to a 5.5 in 15 minutes. And I wonder if having the higher level of ketones in the context of a fast could help you overcome some of the symptoms that would come from day two, day three. I don't know. Maybe what I'll do is have him send me some. And the next time I do this open challenge fast, I will do it on camera. <laughs> and that's a trip, by the way, doing uh, ketone esters on camera. They're disgusting, by the way. They taste like jet fuel. But you get it down, you drink it, uh, you get this effect and maybe it helps mitigate some of these. So that might be a way to skip to day four, but I think it grows you in your wisdom and your knowledge of how your body works by going through those tough couple of days. So I wouldn't want anybody to try to take the quote easy way out. I want you to learn from this and to get the benefits from it um, and to see the hard road that it takes to get there so that when you're on the other side, you appreciate day four through seven so much more because of the hell that you went through in day two, three, especially. Um, keto, or excuse me, fasting is the only thing that ultimately helped me reverse type two diabetes. Keto was great, but fasting does so much more for your glucose, says keto plus fasting. That's true. That's very true. Norma says, I feel fabulous this morning. No hunger, no dizzy, no headache. Bring on seven days. Norma, that is the way to think about this. Keto Plus Fasting wants to know if anyone's thinking of going longer than seven days. I am. Uh, on day seven, I will be traveling of this fast. My fast officially is supposed to end midday uh, on day seven, midday of the day I'm traveling. And so do I eat that day? And then next weekend, I'm doing a speaking event in Northern Virginia. Do I go, and I'm talking about cholesterol, uh, my story, and fasting. And I wonder how fun it would be to get up on stage, talk all about fasting, all these benefits, and then at the end, drop the bomb of, oh yeah, and I'm on day nine of a fast. That would be hilarious. Um, and I've already talked to the organizers. They wanted to feed me well. And I was like, all right, let's see how I feel on day seven. If I need to end, I'm going to end. But if I'm okay, I might push it a little bit longer just for the fun factor. Yeah, my brain goes there. I can't help but want to do this kind of thing. Uh, T. Schwindel says, are you guys having coffee half and half? Sorry if my question's been asked. I've been on vacation. Well, the question was asked abundantly. One one specific Jimmy Rants should have just been called, before we started the fast, should have just been called black coffee, black coffee, black coffee, because everybody was asking about it. So to answer your question, 
I encourage people not to have the coffee because of the caffeine could cause an insulin response. Most certainly not heavy cream or half and half or anything because that's calories. You want to feast, feast. You want to fast, fast. There is really no in-between. And if you want to allow something like that in, don't be surprised if you stoke a little bit of hunger. So that's the long and short of that. Uh, let's see here. Caption Casey, I have a couple of cups of coffee every morning, but black, nothing in it, or you'll break the fast. Exactly. Sally says, I just passed 72 hours having some vision problems. Every now and then my vision will get blurry. Any suggestions? Not willing to quit. So that could be hyperglycemia. And we talked about why your blood sugar might be a little bit elevated if you're not testing blood sugar test it. See where you stand because if you have a little bit of an elevation in blood sugar, which seems so odd when you're fasting, we talked about this yesterday, that when you're mobilizing that stored body fat, you actually um, are releasing pockets of sugar, especially if you have insulin resistance. And keep in mind, your body fat isn't there to be grotesque. That body fat is protecting you. It's storing away toxins in the body. It's And sugar is one of those toxins that it's trying to protect you from. So when you're mobilizing that stored body fat, those pockets of sugar could be released. You're having that sugar end up in your blood system, and then you might be having some of those symptoms. So keep an eye on that. All right, guys, I'm running out of time. I definitely want to try this as a healthier me. The last time I did extended, uh, I got a lot of heart palpitations. Salt, electrolytes, water, it really helps with all that. That is electrolyte imbalance. I'm going to have to skip a bunch of your comments. I'm so sorry for that, guys, but uh, we are running out of time. And I want to get any others here that catch my attention. I think having high blood sugar makes it more difficult to get into ketosis since you're running on glucose. I think that's why getting uh, to at least day three of a fast is where blood sugar drops. Yes, very wise words. Uh, I know you said don't check weight, but is it normal to be losing barely any, thinking maybe it's because of the salt? Sharon, don't focus on that. You may not have that much to lose, so don't, don't focus on that. Plus, keep in mind that ketones are a muscle preserving element. And so muscle preserving is a good thing. And that might be why your weight's staying on. Stephalopagus says, I love the interactions from the fasting community with this fast, Facebook, life app, etc. We are strong. We are strong. And I'm so, so proud of all you guys. Uh, living la vida loca, this show is changing lives We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah you're getting closer Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go Time to get inspiration from the living la vida low carb show Hey. The Living Low Carb Show.com. Woo! Disc of Light.